You are listening to Unraveling Rachel. This is a podcast all about this journey that we call life and how we can live it more authentically so that it sucks less and feels better. Hey there, my fellow unravelers. So I began recording these podcasts in fall, and then I took a little bit of time away from them as I worked through some fears and stuff that I had around letting this podcast out into the world for your ears. And as I went back and listened to the episode that you're about to hear, a lot of things came up for me. I really enjoyed recording this episode. It's very vulnerable and it's a really authentic share. Um, It was off the cuff and just inspired by what was going on for me at the time. But I find myself, again, feeling some hesitation in sharing it uh, because it is so deeply personal and because it does cover some ground um, that is not um, maybe... (laughs) Look at me struggling with how to say it. Um, I talk about illegal drug consumption and an experience that I had. And I want to um, take a moment again to reiterate, as I do in um, the recording itself, that... It is not something that I am talking about in order to promote. I'm simply sharing my experience and um, what I learned from it. And um, that's all. So if that is something that you're going to undertake, do not let it be because you heard about it here, please. Um, But I also understand that it's out there. I mean... I came upon it, and um, as I discussed in this episode as well, I was very, very anti-substance because of a family history of substance abuse. So I know that it's out there, and I know that it finds its way around. So be careful. Be very careful. Take care of yourself. Love yourself. Um, Don't do anything that would bring you harm. Okay? And um, beyond that, Yeah, it's a pretty powerful episode, and um, I talk a lot about love and um, how I really believe it is, um, I'm going to be cheesy here, love is all you need. Um, Not really, there's a lot more to life than that, but love is the guiding principle, and sometimes I have trouble remembering that, so... Uh, I actually found going back and listening to this was a really nice um, reminder, and I hope that you'll find it um, as lovely a listen as I did. Jeez, maybe that sounds a little conceited. I really enjoyed listening to my own podcast, friends. Um, but hey, I did. It's the truth. It was nice. So anyway, I hope you enjoy it too. Hey, friends. So this one is going to be um, just pretty off the cuff. I woke up this morning and felt inspired. And there's this book that I started reading, um, just over a year ago, actually. 
I think I started reading it in July of 2017, maybe even in August, and I took it with me to the Eclipse Festival in Oregon, which um, that's something maybe I haven't shared here yet. I enjoy music festivals. I enjoy music and dancing and art and those things, um, although that hasn't always been the case, which is something that we'll talk about in a different episode. But anyway, I brought this book on the trip. You know, it was like a 16-hour drive. We waited 12 hours to get into the festival. Um, long drive back. There were times, downtimes in camp when I would look at it. Um, and I didn't finish it until probably, I don't know, four or five months even after the festival. Um, it's just one of those books. It's really dense, kind of heady. Um, but whenever I picked it up, it was always the right thing. It was always exactly what I needed to read at the time. Um, and I used to put a lot of pressure on myself when I started a book that I wanted to finish it, especially before I started another book, because I have a habit of doing that. I have a lot of books and I like to read and I like to learn. Um, and uh, sometimes I do just pick up a book. I love it. I finish it. But I have learned that um, that slow go or maybe starting a book and stopping it, it's for a reason. Um, and this book kind of showed me that um, in just, I think, because of the nature of the book, what it's about, um, helped me receive that message more clearly. So anyway... This morning I picked it up and I have all kinds of highlights and little hearts drawn in the corners and um, uh, I've been doing this for the past couple of days, going in and just doing that, opening it, looking, reading the things I have highlighted and kind of getting curious about how I can apply that to my day. And this morning when I opened it, what I saw was this quote. Simply by being who you are, where you are, in this moment in time, and by sharing your truth in your own process honestly, you help the others with whom you share your journey. There is no need to whitewash your process for the benefit of others who may be inclined to be in judgment. There is no need to apologize for who you are and for the magnificence of your personal journey to oneness. By being totally authentic in your humanness, your human frailties as well as your strengths, your self-perceived shortcomings as well as your triumphs, your darkest hour as well as your sh shining moments, you set the stage for becoming the shining example of triumph over adversity with grace that you truly are. And so, you know, in starting this podcast, that's something that, um, I wanted to uphold is authenticity and sharing and the importance of sharing our journeys and our stories, um, just as they are to, um, help one another because we all, we can see ourselves in another story. We can, um, develop greater compassion and understanding for ourselves and others when these things are shared, when we really are open about our humanness. Um, and, uh, that said, um, in starting this, once I, I finally jumped in and did it and started recording episodes, um, I felt the old familiar pressure of perfectionism and of what will they think and um, fear of judgment coming in. And so my expression 
my whole expression got a little suffocated and <clears throat> I would worry about, well, is this going to be right for an episode? What should I say? And blah, 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 blah. And then I just wouldn't do anything. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so that was just a beautiful reminder that it doesn't have to be pressured. I can just be inspired and sit down and record and, and trust that whatever it is that comes through me is what somebody else needs to hear. Maybe it's what you need to hear. I don't know. Um, and so from, from there, then I also saw this quote from Young Pueblo. Is this pain from love or is it from my inability to let go? And love and letting go, those have been things that have been on my mind lately as my relationship is in this kind of weird, ambiguous place that doesn't quite fit into like the categories that we like to put on what our romantic relationships are. They're either on or they're off, you know, and, um, you know, why is it that I am at this time, like, well, it's different than it was. It's not exactly on like it was, but I'm really not ready to let go. So is that love or is that attachment? And um, that brought me to thinking about about love and what is love and um, what is it? <laughs> um, I didn't understand love for a really long time or I, I didn't, I didn't know it. Um, and now I believe that love is what we are, that love is our essence. It's a birthright. It's what we're here for. It's the very foundation of our existence. Um, and it's been a hard thing for me to grasp. Even now with this understanding, sometimes I feel that I, I don't, um, I get a little distanced from what I know is true. Um, it's been a real journey for me to understanding love and finding it and really feeling it. Um, even though it's something I've definitely craved since birth and I think all of us do or have. And, um, you know, I, I think some of us have really felt it early on and, and know what it's like and can understand it. And then some of us didn't, didn't get that experience early on. Um, or maybe we did here and there, um, but not always. And it's really skewed our understanding of it. And, you know, in psych psychological terms, I guess that would be, you know, talking about your attachment style um, and how our, our early experiences of how our primary caretakers respond um, form the way that we attach. And then our, also our, our very understanding of what love is. Um, and then beyond that, you know, we, it gets informed upon us by, uh, Disney movies <laughs> and TV shows and marketing and all the, the stories that were read as children. And then the relationships that we observe, um, just throughout our lives. Um, but when it comes to what I would call like true love, real love, the essence of love, um, I don't think I really encountered that until I took my, uh, until I had my first MDMA experience. And, um, that was in 2014. Now I want to take a moment here to talk about MDMA and safety. 
um, and just legalities a little bit and all that. Um, it's not legal. <laughs> and uh, it is actually undergoing right now uh, trials through MAPS for treatment of PTSD because it really, really is powerful. I'm getting choked up just thinking about it and the, and the power that it holds for helping us have greater acceptance of ourselves and the things that we've been through. Um, but right now, um, to the public, it's not available. It's a, I don't even know what schedule drug it is, but it is, it is not legal. And if you find it on the street, please be aware that it could be cut with something. I am in no way through sharing my story advocating that you take this upon yourself to do. I am simply sharing my experience. And I will tell you that going into my experience, um, I never would have thought that this is something I would do. I come from a long uh, line of alcoholics and addicts. I've lost... Um, one one blood cousin to heroin another um he wasn't really my my cousin but he was uh my uncle's girlfriend's son to heroin overdose and um other family members have detoxed from um oxycontin which is just like you know pharmaceutical heroin um my dad's an alcoholic and an addict and um, his dad was an alcoholic, and uh, I've got other family members who um, battle with addiction too. Uh, so anyway, substances <clears throat> were not something that I was really um, ever into. And even when I came about my experience with MDMA, I was very, very careful um, you can test these things. Please be sure it's tested and from a trusted source. Um, if that is something that you ever do do because, um, it's not regulated. So, um, I was very careful to ask about what the experience would be like to really consider if this was something that I wanted to do. And, um, just to make sure that I had an understanding of, what I was putting into my body and what the effects might be. Um, so the context for me was at this event in the, in the forest, in the trees. Um, it was, uh, a, well, it's not important exactly what it was, but it was a place where there was lots of art, lots of expression, lots of, beautiful people in all forms and all shapes and sizes and all matters of expression. Um, just like the most beautiful souls and, and beautiful nature. And I had been in this place for a day and I'd witnessed just the most magical things and felt so much love just oozing from everyone around me. And I had witnessed so much like free and natural expression. Um, and I wanted to understand it more. I wanted to be a part of it more. And, um, I was told that this would make the stars dance and it would make hugs feel like we were 
two chocolate chips melting together. It would make everyone even more beautiful than I, I was already seeing them. It, it would make the sun warmer and the trees wiser and the fleece of my jacket more decadent. Music would move through me without resistance and like the mountain air would breathe even sweeter. And, um, and that I would have more love for myself and less fear. And I had had so much fear and had been searching for love and really craving that, that, um, I was all in <laughs> and it was more energy than I was used to feeling. It was like someone had plugged in my heart and I was warm, so warm and I felt so safe, but not in that way of safety that I was accustomed to experiencing of wanting to curl up and just hide and be in coziness. Um, that, that was there sometimes, but I also just wanted to be present. I wanted to be connected. I felt like, like I just wanted to know everyone around me. Like I already did in a way. And I was unconcerned with what others thought or where I was supposed to be or what time it was or what I should or shouldn't be doing or, any of that, like there was no anxiety around it. There was just this like magicalness, ma magicalness. That's, I don't know if that's a word it is now, um, of being, um, just being there in awe and joy and wonder and total connection with everyone and everything I could see. And I could feel really deeply feel without fear. My voice was unlocked. I could, I could say what I felt. I could know what I felt and express it. My body was fluid in movement instead of locked up in, in fear of moving and being seen and maybe moving the wrong way. Um, and I just, I experienced like this, deep love, love without a doubt. Like I knew for sure that that was real, true, unconditional love that I was feeling that warmth, um, that, that absence of judgment, it was really deep. Um, and it, it was like the deepest, most joyous and pure appreciation for just what was everything, just, just what it was, what is, what, what I saw right there in front of me. Um, just no qualify, no qualifiers applied to it. No, like, oh, but that, or, oh, you know, it was just as it was, everything was beautiful just as it was. And positivity was my default setting. Service was just what I did, kindness, openness, forgiveness, curiosity, playfulness, acceptance, surrender, faith, like that was all there. And it was all I knew just intrinsically part of who I was, my identity. Um, and <laughs> let's be clear, this was very far from what my default setting was. Um, my default setting was fear and anxiety and dissatisfaction, critical judgment, not being present because I was always worried about what I had done, if it was good enough or what would happen in the future. And I was always wanting other than what was. I wasn't appreciating what was not, not, and definitely not that deep appreciation for what was in 
in all of that, like, oh, just the words, I, I can't even right now. I can't even like it's is a feeling that it's hard to hard for me at times to um, bind up in language. Um, and I really had like that deep connection of um, that feeling of recognizing others in the way that I did in that moment. But like in this experience, I could connect in that way, soul to soul and feel seen and really like this was the harder part in life for me often is really let myself be seen and and let myself see others like it's a really vulnerable place but in this in this experience there was no fear of what they might see or fear of what I might see in them everything just it just was um and most wonderfully I could see myself I could let her out I could I could feel freed and, and be free without worry or criticism for myself or my safety. Like I wasn't, I wasn't in fear. I didn't feel threatened and I could really love me and appreciate me just as I was, just as I was not like for once, not worrying about like the fact that, Oh, I wish I could lose 15 pounds or, Oh, I wish I'd said this or that. Like I just was, and I loved me and appreciated me every single last bit of me. Um, you know, like it was, if you've ever had this experience, um, whether it was from, you know, similar to mine in an MDMA way, or just, you know, you can, you can get to this pure ecstatic state in other ways. Um, and there's a book that I really love, um, called stealing fire that talks about this. Um, so don't think that this is the only path. Um, this is just my experience. Um, and it wasn't all like butterflies and rainbows and, and perfect, like um, what we would think of as quote unquote good feelings. Although I will say there's no such thing as good and bad feelings. There are only feelings and it's our judgments that we place upon them that make them good or bad. Um, but for the sake of explanation here, um, it wasn't all quote unquote good feelings. There were moments, um, long moments often, you know, where I'd, I'd pause and recognize this wonderment and joy as a part of who I really am and really then mourn for all the time in my life that I didn't know that, that I'd kept this part locked away and undiscovered. And I examined a, a lot of situations and relationships in my life um, where I'd not seen clearly um, and how others may have felt in those situations and there was there was grief but the grief wasn't all consuming and there was regret but the regret wasn't something that i held against myself and allowed to make me a bad person and there was sadness but it didn't detract from the joy it was like i could see the whole i could see all of it as it was and experience it all and 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 experience those emotions like i cried and i i mourned um but it didn't detract from all the amazingness like all of it was beautiful just as as it was everything i believe that right now um everything is beautiful just as it is um and those those things situations that came up like i could experience them from a place of compassion rather than criticism um and i remember 
Um, I just wanted everyone to know this feeling. I wanted to hug everyone, uh, everyone I saw, everyone I knew, tell them it, it was all okay. Everything's beautiful. You're happy. You're joy. You're amazing. You're satisfied. You're beautiful. You're capable. All of this is inside of you. You just, you just have to find it. And now where I was, a lot of people had found it. <laughs> they knew it. They knew it and they knew it whether they were having these experiences or not. Um, because, um, this experience, it doesn't go away. Once you've had it, it's a part of you. Um, but you have to be brave enough to look for it and to uncover it. And I don't mean that you have to be brave enough to have an MDMA experience. Not at all. Um, but you have to be willing to um, let go of who you think you are. That, that's, that's what this called for. Um, you have to be willing to accept that there are these things in you that you didn't know were there. Um, and like I said, I don't think that MDMA is the only way to do this or even the best way, but it was the way for me. And I think, you know, even the fact that it was a substance, like there was significance in that for me because I had really vilified any substance user that it was bad. They were evil. Um, like, how could you do that? Why would you choose that for yourself? You know, what could you possibly get from that? You're ruining your life. I mean, I had all kinds of very charged feelings um, because of my experience, experiences in my family. And so to do this was like a betrayal of, of sorts for myself. Um, but I also knew that there was something in it for me and I was... I was ready for that. And I also knew that this is not a drug that I was going to get addicted to. I knew that there was pharmaceutical, um, there was actual like scientific evidence that it could help with these things. Um, it was very thoughtfully, um, approached and this wasn't just some like party experience. And I do not, um, I don't condone, I don't, think that the use of drugs with, um, without intent, thoughtful intent is really beneficial. I think that that's where like escapism and addiction comes in. And I have compassion for that. I really understand it now because, um, you know, to, to live in this um, feeling of euphoria and acceptance and everything is beautiful every day for all my life. Like, I mean, yeah, that could be kind of tempting, but here's what I also know is that there's with pain comes joy. Uh, pain and joy are, are two sides of the same coin, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like you can't have one without the other contrast is required to really complete a full picture you know, we look at beautiful photography and contrast. Contrast makes it clear for us. And so joy and pain, you can't just always chase one. Um, that said, I do think that you can hold love as like the highest value and the essence of everything um, through joy and pain, um, through good and bad. And, um, that's part of what I learned through this experience. Um, and 
this experience wasn't just this experience. And so that, that's another thing. It wasn't like I needed to chase it. The effects were so long lasting. Um, even after like the quote unquote high had faded, I could still feel that place of appreciation and love inside of me. It, it was there. MDMA was just like using Google Maps to find a location. Uh, it helped me find a lost piece inside of myself. And now I can go there without it. And sometimes I forget the way, I get a little lost, but I can always get back um, on my own with without the assistance of a substance. Although sometimes, um, you know, I've done, I do little resets here and there. Um, and it just is a reminder and a strengthener. Um, but without a doubt, that initial experience had... Um, it made an indelible mark on my soul and there was, it couldn't be undone. Like it really set me on a path um, that I'm so grateful for. Um, but it set me on a path that required me to really shift my identity. And that's the thing. We have to be brave enough to go there um, because it will... 100% change us when we understand these things. We, we, it forces us to look at all of who we are and who we think we are. And um, when we discover love and joy inside of us, um, I guess we can reject it. Um, you know, people do. But... Um, if we're brave enough to embrace it, it can really change our lives. And it definitely set me on a path of authenticity and freed me in many ways, like from the prison of this self-created and um, clinging identity that that I had for myself. And now evolution and growth are, are my deepest commitments and love is my way. Um, though, like I said, sometimes I stray. I'm human, not perfect. And um, that's what this is about, sharing um, my humanity. Um, that's why I am sharing this story, um, to go back to that quote, by being totally authentic in your humanness, your human frailties, as well as your strengths, your perceived shortcomings, as well as your triumphs, your darkest hour, as well as your shining moments. You set the stage for becoming the shining example of triumph over adversity with grace that you truly are evolution, growth, love, authenticity, humanness, um, and love. Love, that's kind of what started this whole thing. Um, that question of, is the pain from love or is the pain from the inability to let go? Um, and I know that the pain is never from love. There's never pain from love. Love is unconditional. Love is accepting of everything that is. It is a, it's deep appreciation and acceptance of the whole of things uh, without exception. So pain doesn't come from love. Pain comes from attachment. Pain comes from the inability to let go. Love, love doesn't hurt us and, and truth doesn't hurt us. And that's what I've part of what I've found through this journey has been, um, my intuition and listening to that and, um, getting to know it. And just like 
there's no pain from love. Love is acceptance. Intuition and, and truth is calm. When you really know, it's calm. Um, if it's emotionally charged, there's something else. There's something else going on. And it doesn't mean that it's not right or it's not serving, but um, be, because everything that we encounter, we encounter for a reason, I think. And um, yeah, but when it's like truth, when it's like this is just how it is, it's calm. And love doesn't hurt. Truth doesn't hurt. Um, it's just peaceful. And we all have that truth and love inside of us. Whew. So, yeah. That is my story of really finding what I believe love to be. And it doesn't mean that I don't experience, like, attachment and get confused. And, yeah, I mean, just because I've, I've experienced that and I know it, um, <laughs> I don't know, it's not a cure-all. It doesn't make life suddenly, like, everything's clear and super easy. It just um, gives some understanding and some tools. Um, there is no magic pill to making everything simple, easy, and, and uncomplicated, and something that's not going to hurt us, like, and, and we're always going to, um, we're always going to have the, the good and the bad, and the, the pain and the pleasure, um, because that's part of our human experience. Um, but it's, we, we give meaning to those experiences. And I think that that's another thing that this has helped me see is that it really is all good. What we see as bad or painful is often just the meaning that we attach to it through the stories that we've been told, the stories that we've taken as our own beliefs. And if we can we can shift our views and if we can change our understanding of things, then things do get a little bit easier when, when something quote unquote painful happens or sad happens, we can shift our view a little bit, look at it through a different lens, maybe a lens of pure love or appreciation or compassion and, it has a different effect on us. We really have control through our stories and our beliefs on how we experience this life. And um, four years ago, I would not have really believed that. I would have been like, okay, that's some hippy-dippy yoga shit. And I don't know, you're probably all like high on pot and whatever, like, I don't get you, like, get with the real world. <laughs> well, I'm sitting here right now, and I am sober as fuck, um, although that's not true. I've had some coffee, which technically coffee is a drug, uh, legal brown drugs, but um, the only thing that I really feel, like, high on right now is my belief in love and my belief in... Um, the power of sharing our stories 
and connecting that way and seeing our shared humanity and that um, just being who we are so that we can be more of who we are and, and empower others to be more of who they are and yeah oh, all that stuff makes me so happy so thank you for listening um and i look forward to sharing more in this way in future episodes just kind of um off the cuff sharing my experiences and um i want to also say again that these are just my experiences and my way is not the only way there are other ways to access love and this my sharing in no way um condones uh illegal substance use um but i also understand that it's out there and people are gonna do it and to to deny that is um just like i mean it's stupid it's ignorance so uh if you're gonna do it do it safely do it mindfully do it with intent do it with from someone you trust test it do it in a place that's safe don't mix don't be don't be um careless about it because this is your body and this is your mind okay and they're not um you've you've got them forever they're the only ones you're gonna get so uh be mindful of it be go in with intent and also none of it is going to just fix the problem Um, none of it, this, don't don't get me wrong, this stuff, like my experience didn't just like magically fix something for me. There was a moment in my experience where I was in tears and I was just like this, all of this, this is like the culmination of what 10 years of therapy was trying to get me to. For 10 years, I had a therapist telling me to not be so hard on myself, to accept myself, to love myself, to to not see the that the way that others treated me as not out of love, but out as out of some you know um, they were hurt themselves, and they didn't know what they were doing. Like it wasn't intentional. And like I, without having had those experiences, without having had that ten years of therapy, I may not have had the same experience that I had there. I probably wouldn't have. Um, and after that, I've done a lot of work, a lot of, of reading, of writing, of expressing, of connecting with other people and learning through their experience to help me integrate um, the experience that I had. So remember that that is always a part of it. It is always a part of it. There's always integration. Um, it's never just that experience. It happens in a larger context of our life in our world. Whew. Okay. So (laughs) ran over. (laughs) Um, and with that, I'm just going to thank everyone again for listening to my very human story and wish you, um, just lots of love. Like I always say, lots of love. And I mean that real love, unconditional love. Um, and if, if you have stories about love that you think are maybe blocking that, um, 
reach out to someone, um, you know, therapy, life coaches, it's a great way. Um, reach out to me. I'm happy to talk to you. Let's, let's see how we can rewrite your story. Um, that's what I really believe that this connection together makes possible is, is seeing the stories and rewriting them and creating new beliefs and helping to create, um, better lives, happier lives, more joy. Uh, so yeah, you can get at me on Instagram and, um, follow me there at unraveling Rachel. You can direct message me there. Uh, you can also, um, message me at, uh, Rachel at unravelingrachel.com or, um, yeah, those are probably the two best ways. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. And you can follow me on Instagram. I'll share more there. And, um, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it, share it with someone else who needs to connect a little more with other humans or who benefit from that and, uh, leave a review if you feel called to, because that will help, um, this, this mere human and her unraveling, um, reach other people as they journey along their unraveling. So, uh, until next time, so much, so much deep gratitude and love for all that you are um and for your time in in being here to connect with me uh lots of love <laughs>